Madeline Granger's own raspy shout startled her awake. The bright sunlight filtered through the trees and blinded her with its glare. She blinked. Sunlight? Trees? She rolled to her side. Twigs, rocks, and tree roots bit into her ribs and hip. Not again. Maddie had been sleepwalking since she was fourteen. They'd started after she had her first period, and had only gotten worse with time. Her parents had taken her to the family doctor after the second time it happened, and he made the diagnosis. Where was she? The last thing Maddie remembered was driving through Topeka without a real plan. Then she'd stopped in some podunk town and took a room at the El Rancho, which should have been named El Rocho. The place had two things going for it. It was cheap, and it was cheap. Unfortunately, Maddie had just about blown through her savings. Just six months earlier, she'd been living at home with her parents while attending Sedgwick County Community College. Maddie had been determined to learn a trade. She wouldn't be the happy homemaker of the 1950s. Not like her mother. It had been three years since Kennedy's assassination, and his death changed the world. Changed Madeline. After a strange encounter with a psychic at the county carnival, she'd gotten suddenly, unaccountably restless. The next thing she knew, she'd jumped in the woody her parents gave her and beat feet out of her hometown, Park City. She knew her parents would worry, so she hadn't asked permission. Her strange disorder made her feel like an outcast in her town. She'd never even had a date. Only the weirdos wanted anything to do with Mad Maddie. It wasn't so much the sleepwalking that freaked people out. It was more the wacky, really personal, and really accurate secrets she would share about people during these episodes. She'd been accused of being a snoop and a gossip, and some people had even threatened her with physical harm. Sometimes she remembered bits and pieces of what happened while in her nocturnal trances, things she did or saw or said, but they were always dreamlike and weirdly disconnected, like the experience was happening to someone else and she was merely an observer. With the exception of her mother, no one believed she couldn't control her problem. The desire to travel was the excuse Madeline needed to start over. Start a new life where people didn't know about her troubles. Every Midwest town she passed through made her more and more anxious to move, to keep going. It was as if the invisible strings of wanderlust had taken an unforgivable hold with its relentless pull. Wanderlust. Lust. Her dream had been so vivid and exotic. So real. She'd recollected bits and pieces of those same two gorgeous men in other dreams, but with this one... She shivered, trying to ignore the gathered moisture between her thighs. She vividly recalled everything. Why couldn't that happen in real life? Her mother always told her there was someone for everyone, but Maddie often felt she was destined to be alone. Maddie stood and dusted her blue capri pants. Thank heaven she wasn't naked. Only once had she awakened with no clothes on, and she'd given the neighbors on her street a real show that night. She went to bed in a nightshirt and shorts, and hadn't remembered putting on the calf-length pants, the dusty green camisole, or the low-heeled sandals. She was thankful to have clothes, but even more thankful she hadn't gotten herself killed. Her legs and feet weren't too sore, so she couldn't have walked further than a couple of miles, but even so, 
She'd had to have crossed a few streets to get out of town. Why me? Maddie dusted herself off. The question always made her feel simpering. She wouldn't feel sorry for herself. Her sleepwalking disorder was something she'd learned to live with, because it was better than the alternative. At the edge of the woods, the tree line broke and opened to a field full of tents, trailers, and small wooden structures. The really large, colorful tent at the center of the activity displayed the familiar words Pantheros and Co. Carnival, the same carnival that had worked her hometown's fair months earlier. The moment she saw the tent, the urge to travel disappeared. It was as if the wind at her back, ever pushing her forward, suddenly stilled. Wow, she said, exhaling a long-held breath. I've ran away to the circus.